Who wants to play some Diablo 3? Me. <laughs> All right. Are the servers up? You're listening to the only Blue Legend podcast that does tons of damage. You're listening to Low Elo. To Low Elo. <laughs> Welcome to Low Elo, the League of Legends podcast that's finally old enough to drink. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons, and with me as always is my co-host, Compy386, a.k.a. Dave. What's up? Then, going ahead and sitting next to him in the internets, is Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. How you doing, Christian? It's, uh, we're all in our internet round table, having some uh, internet dinner together and discussing League of Legends. It's all good. You know, it's something that a lot of listeners don't realize about us, and uh, I only recently discovered this. They they don't realize that all three of us are in completely different states and uh, nowhere near each other. You know, we're in different time zones even between some of us. Uh, I had I had some uh, listeners talking to me, and they thought that we actually had a studio and we were recording in that, and you know, all in the same town or something like that. No, we're we're kind of low budget here over at Low Elo, but. To kick the week off, we go into more depth regarding the league's most recent AD carry, Varus. IGN has opened registration to regional qualifiers for IPL5. There's been some drama in the esports community over competitive impact of live stream matches and some changes to how free champions are played in ranked. But first, we told you so. In both Reign of Gaming and TSM's European Invitational, Nautilus saw extensive play. He's been popping up more and more in the rank and casual play, and the whole community seems to be catching on to what we've known all along, and that is that he just brings so much ridiculous crowd control to whatever team he joins. Compi, I want to defer this one to you because you're our, uh, you're our big Nautilus player, so why don't you do the honors and you know tell everyone that you told them so? I told you so. How many episodes have I talked about Nautilus being awesome? I mean, it's uh, like 70% of them. 70%, least. yeah. I mean, Nautilus is amazing. And finally, people are starting to realize it. Uh, you know, like at uh, the IEM championship, I was kind of upset that we didn't get to see any Nautilus because he had been out for, for three or four weeks by then. And uh, but yeah, at, at recently he's catching on over there in Europe, and I'm super excited. I hope uh, and free week Nautilus is this week, guys. So um, you know, watch watch some of the matches from Reign of Gaming or from the Solo Mid uh, Invitational, and and play him. Give him a shot. He's really yeah, good. Now there, he like we've said before, he does have a bit of a skill curve. Maybe that's the reason why we haven't seen him up until now. <laughs> Or maybe it's just the cultural differences between the EU and the U.S. servers because, you know, we're, we're usually watching the U.S. stuff over here. Well, and remember when, when Rumble was the big deal in Europe and we didn't understand why. Uh, but I don't know if it's the skill curve because remember when Ari came out, they, she was picked up by the pros like immediately. Yeah, but, but everyone loves a good AP mid. I mean, you can't argue with that. But she she has a high skill. She curve. does. She does. I would say nearly as high, maybe even higher than. Yeah, Nautilus. but but I think that that's where a lot of pros make they have decision making built into them, like it's hardwired. You know, the anatomy of a pro or the biology of the pro, uh, is like they see 
a new AP carry and they ask themselves, is it OP or is it meh? And as long as it's not meh, they're going to pick it up and they're going to run it mid. I think that's just the way that that works. But you see someone's like, oh, well, we have a, a new, you know, support or jungler, not really sure. And, and it takes them a lot longer to latch on to it. So and I think I think that might be what's been going on. But either way, either way, you know, every now and then we get one wrong. But gosh, Nautilus has just been another low elo success story right there. Everyone owes it to themselves. You've never been wrong. What are you talking I've never yeah, been wrong. No, and, and we make <laughs> predictions where we please. So moving on from that, just that little bit of gloating that we want to throw out there. I do want to mention that uh, you know, IGN, they're the guys who put on the IP IPL that stands for IGN Pro League. Uh they're re- opening up the registrations for regional qualifiers. Uh, this is kind of if you got listeners out there, if you're interested in, you know, trying to break into things and you think you've got a really good solid team, maybe you've been doing ranked team and you're at a high elo for it. This is a good chance for you guys to try and break into that because uh, registration is what, 25 bucks, depending on the region. I think it's 25 bucks per person. Oh, OK, 25 bucks per person, which isn't too hard to come up with. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're you know, actually getting money from each person. Yeah, so some of our Ivy Law guys who listen, uh, we've actually have some pretty high ELO people hanging out in the in the low ELO chat. I don't know how that works. But, uh, yeah, so you guys, if you've got teams, sign up. You know, you could be pro. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and put a link on the website for it, as I've committed to doing. But the uh, qualifiers, they're beginning pretty soon here. They start on the 29th with uh, finals on June 16th. And, uh, you know, I, I actually think it's 25 bucks for the whole team. But Is it? Yeah, I, I really think it is. So it's not, not a whole lot. Now, they do mention in their sign-up form that uh, if your team pays for registration but is not selected to participate because they will, you know, they're going to have limited room for, room for these things, that uh, they will refund your entry. So it's pretty low risk, you know. Um, the worst case scenario, they give you your 25 bucks back and say, sorry, we're full. And you know, that's a reality because there's going to be limited space for these kinds of things. But they're doing regional qualifiers for both the U.S. and Europe. So wherever you are, if you've you know got the transportation, make a road trip out of it if you've got buddies. But uh, you know, take a look, click on that link, and consider joining up and uh, making a difference in the pro scene also. And speaking of the pro scene and. I think, Compi, you're a little bit more acquainted with this one than I am, but our, our opinions, I don't think they differ too much. There's been some drama over streaming in the esports community, particularly around uh, the European CLG team. Yeah, there, what happened was Team Solomid had their own tournament. We mentioned it briefly in the last episode, but it's now concluded. Um, and the the deal was the team that eventually won, Navi, sorry to spoil it if you haven't watched it, but... Uh, they had a scheduling conflict with Reign of Gaming, with the tournament that's going on right now with Curse. Um, And they couldn't play the second part of the finals. So they had to reschedule, but one of the stipulations is that the CLG EU didn't want them to stream the the match because they're coming up for IPL, uh, you know, the IPL qualifiers, MLG. They don't want people scouting them. To which I say, get used to it, guys. 
I mean, yeah. scouting is a reality of professional sports. Yeah, and and you know what I don't get is like these are how these guys make money. Yeah, you know they're streamers. They're streamer. The people who watch their streams. I mean, I'm sure they don't make you know enough to live well, for a year off you, you the might stream. Be surprised. There's there's some uh, stats out there for the popular streamers, but but I. I know where you're going with this. And there's also that argument that, you know, there's a lot of money on the line for the tournaments themselves. But come on, guys. You know, if if you're a, if you play professional sports and let's give this some legitimacy, you know, the League of Legends, as it's been played for esports, it's a professional sport. You got to put up with scouting. I mean, it's in it's in every kind of competition. You know, they try to put rules against it. But uh, the, the reality against it is like, you know, Magic the Gathering. If you're a big Magic the Gathering player, guess what? You're going to get scouted during your matches. It's just the way that it goes. Uh, every, you know, there's going to be people watching the demos for the people that are out there playing professional Counter-Strike. Doesn't matter what game you play, whether it's in real life or if it's on the internet, you, you got to get used to it. And, and what I wonder in this whole thing is, what exactly can you learn from scouting? other than people's preferred champions, which everyone already knows. You know, look at people, when people ban against TSM, they ban Reggie, right? They ban Karthus, they ban Cassiopeia. Yeah. You know, there, there's nothing changing there. I mean, once you see a team's lineup in the loading page, on the loading screen, I mean, what else do you need? I, I don't understand what they can get from scouting, honest, honestly. Yeah, and the strategies, if, you're, if your strategies are so... Uh, static and secret that you know you think you're going to end up giving them away in scouting maybe you need to be coming up with more plays yeah i don't know i don't get it <laughs> yeah, yeah either way you know the clg eu who on a side note i think they just renamed themselves to like clg black come on guys <laughs> you know don't don't make those stipulations everyone wants to see these games stream and the, and here's the other thing the they they said that you can't stream it but it was okay to record the game and put it up later what? Yeah, yeah. So they they, they were going to Danden, you know, it's all over Reddit how they were going to record it and put it up later. So what what is the difference between watching it now or watching it, you know, an hour from now? Yeah. How is how is it not scouting if you're not watching it live? Yeah, and and this isn't, you know, the, we're not talking about events that we're going to be concurrent or anything like that. They're actually talking about, you know, well, we've got, you know, IEM and the IPL qualifiers and MLG all coming up here. And it's like, okay, yeah, those are all, you know, days, if not weeks into the future. I think that whether you stream it or not, you're going to, you know, the, the same effect is going to happen. If your competition wants to see you, they're going to see you. And you know what? You might as well let your fans see you too, because they're your bread and butter. You know, you I mean, you depend on them more than anything else. And they keep they keep talking about. But what have we seen that can be like? We were promised something weird by TSM, and they never delivered. What can they do? I mean, because they're all the same players, they've all played against each other. They all know each other. Yeah. They uh, they all play the same position in every tournament. I mean, if they were really going to do something weird, then they need to, like, switch up the positions. You know, let, I don't know, let Chaos mid or something. Or, or send send everybody mid, which is actually what Na'Vi did against TSM um, in, in that tournament for, for game one. Now they lost. 
but they ran their entire team mid and they they weren't trolling but oh man <laughs> i i don't know what was going on really <laughs> wait was that well, no that was in reign of gaming that was in was it, that uh, was the rog that was rog but either way they went all mid and they were serious about it but whatever let's let's move on because we could we could be talking about the prima donnas in esports all day if we really wanted to so uh, let's get to something that's going to affect us a whole lot more. And that is that uh, there's been this announcement. It's not live yet, but the weekly free rotation of champions will no longer be playable in ranked games unless they've been purchased by, you know, the people who want to play them. That's a big deal. What do you think? Yeah. And I never really thought about it before, but when they really when they said that that came out in the upcoming patch, that totally makes sense. Why hasn't that Why hasn't it been that way the whole time? Is what I immediately thought. But uh, yeah, I think that's great. So it's going to decrease the number of people who play their first time playing X champion in a ranked game. Yeah, it it also means that there's just that investment. You know, people who are going into ranked are going to need that much more IP in order to purchase champions or, you know, RP, a, a investment in money. And people who invest money are going to be less likely to troll and get their account banned or anything like that. And people who have invested the time to earn enough IP should be better. So I think this is really a kind of an unexpected, very strategic move on Riot's part to improve the really just improve the community and the level of play in uh in ranked games i think it's fantastic it's a great great circumstances yeah no and and you know they might make a little more money because more people will be buying champions to play in ranked <laughs> yeah it's true you know i sometimes i feel like we should have a segment on our show called how to print money and <laughs> and just go over those kind of decisions right there because you know they are going to make a little bit more money off of this especially for people who want to play ranked exclusively but i don't think that was the primary motivating factor you know and even if it was i still think it's good yeah yeah i still i still roll with it the fact is riot though they've uh, they've been talking a lot if you follow them on twitter or you know go through the ama recently that was done they talk a lot about how they want to improve the community, which is a big goal for us here on the podcast as well, is improving the the community. We've talked about it even in recent episodes a lot. Riot's convinced that they can do it, that they can take an active role, that uh, they can change uh, the attitudes of people and make things better. And I think this is just one example of their kind of out-of-the-box thinking that's going to make a big difference in the long term. Yeah, yeah, hooray, hooray. Yeah. Riot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. And so let's go ahead and let's, speaking about uh, elevating the community, let's talk about Opinus. Yep. <laughs> elevating. Who's, so uh, who's Opinus's bulging crazy <laughs> in the Summoner's Rift today? This guy. Just... I tell you, they we talked just very briefly last week about how Varus only came out with one additional skin. Now I know why. It's because they were taking all of that, all the time and resources that they would normally put into that second skin, and they put it into making Varus incredibly OP. Yeah. And the one thing that I can't get over is in every game, like, of course, there's been a Varus in almost every game all week. That's a good sign for a new champion. 
it's kind of sad when one comes out, <clears throat> Hecarim, he's only popular for a couple of hours, but we've had solid Varus games for a while now. And uh, what's what I like about him is, well, what I don't like is that even though I've played him, I've played against him several times, I've played him in bot games, I know that he does stupid burst damage. Yet every time it happens, Every time it happens to me, I'm still surprised by it. Yeah. You know? It, it, <laughs> it's it, it's like, like it comes out of nowhere. Even even though you should be thinking, okay, well, if he attacks me three times and I have these three little dots around me, as soon as he hits me with any one of his spells, it's going to hurt. Yeah. But like, I should you, get and that. you know that in your head, but it every time it happens, it's you. It's like you feel it. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is is that he's got all these tools to make him just an incredible AD bot that I, I think can translate to other lanes, but it's just like he's got just ridiculous amounts of range, not just with his auto attack, but with everything else he has. Incredible range. Uh, he's surprisingly good at AoE. Like, you don't quite notice it ahead of time, but then you realize that his, you know, two of his abilities puncture through people and then his ultimate you know will go ahead and hit multiple targets the i mean it's ridiculous amounts of aoe damage and control that he can do i think really the only thing that's keeping him in check the only reason why i don't just say nerf this guy right this second is he's as slow as a turd rolling up a hill christian you had some thoughts about turds rolling up hill didn't you i didn't know turds roll up hills in the first <laughs> I don't know what his uh, base movement speed is right off the top of my head. All I know is that this guy seems to move really slow right out of the gate. I I really hate his animations, too. I I don't like his style at all. Like, like I I get he can be fun to play. I've played him in a few games, but I just doesn't hit with me. Maybe the kids, something the kids like. Did you notice that uh, every time he crits, his bow like expands with crystals and stuff? That's when he kills a minion. No, no, it's when he crits, it? too. It, really? I don't know if he does it when he kills a minion, but it he, he does it when he crits. Well, that's cool. What I'm talking about <laughs> is, like, how he walks and, like, you know, the stuff he says and his dance. Man, we're we're getting real low elo here if we start <laughs> criticizing how bad I, this champion's dance hey. is. <laughs> and, that, how, God, I really hate his walking animation. No, I understand that that's dumb, but I... <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. And And... I think that his walking animation weren't wouldn't be so bad if it didn't feel so prolonged because <laughs> yeah, he's he like, was moving a little bit faster. Exactly. Like, no. <laughs> exactly. But he is doing this like weird like sidestep. It, it's like a, a very exaggerated master Yi walk. Yeah, it's like he's always in sneak mode. Yeah, which like, by the way, I'm up to 10. Oh my goodness. You guys uh, Okay, remember you guys remember li- when I said play a champion 100 times? I'm taking it to heart, guys. And then, yeah, and Jeff is jungling Yi. Don't. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, that, he's, we've won. We've won most of those. Uh, despite your best efforts, yes. If you guys, if you like AD, um, play no, Varus. No, don't you dare. No, play. I'm okay. play Varus. Play right, Varus. I thought you were about to recommend Yi. <laughs> no, no, it's no. Like, don't you dare <laughs> spread your filth. <laughs> no, like I mean, if you're like level four, then yeah, you should probably pick up Yi and try him out, get it out of your system now. But Varus is—he's really good, guys. Get over if you can get over how slow he feels. Um, just His stupid dance. Yeah, just hit, hit with my, my advice with him is hit with his Q, 
but master his E. His E is the uh, AOE slow and damage and everything. It's really good. And the one other thing that makes him really powerful is his ult. There's like no warning. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, it's just ha- and then you realize, oh, that was his ult. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it's happened to where he's missed because his ult is his like skill shot. I mean, well, I guess they're all skill shots, but yeah. you know, it's a skill shot, so it can miss. And when it does, sometimes I'm like, was that his ult? Because it's just like this tiny little black line that like yeah, and you kind of you know, forget you, about it. Yeah. The but what I find interesting about his ult, and perhaps you haven't noticed, or maybe you just out, downright disagree, but have you noticed that in a team fight? If he ults somebody, that person usually gets away. It's the rest of the team that dies as a result. (laughs) Because the way his ult works is it's a snare. It hits one target, and then it tries to branch off to up to two other targets. And it'll continue to branch, but it'll never hit the same target twice. So, you know, if you've got all five team teammates there, it's going to hit the first person, root them in place, and then it's going to branch off to, like, two other people and root them and then it's going to branch off and root another two people. Yeah. And so like that first person, depending on how far away it was, of course, they have like the most chance of getting away. Everybody else is like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, because, you know, as Varus, you can safely target the other team's initiator, their tanky person with the ult because, you know, it will hit other people, too. Yeah. Which is not a common thing. You know, you usually don't get away with that. You want to save your ult for taking people down. He's got some really sneaky utility in him, and I think that's why people should be playing him. I think I think we're going to see him played on the pro scene pretty soon here. Once once people kind of get a handle on him, I think we're going to start seeing a little bit of him played. I don't know. You think he's good enough to be permabanned from all the tournaments coming up? No, and that's the thing. I think that the others are good enough to be permabanned. I think he's good enough to be played. Hmm. We'll have to see. Yep. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think we're going to start seeing a little bit of him from competitive play. Just just my thought. So uh, those being our last words on Varus, let's go ahead and jump into our playbook. We had some suggestions actually come out for our playbook this week, uh, everything from general decision-making in life and everything uh, to, you know, how to budget your first, I think it was first 100,000 IP, which, you know, sounds great, but those are really, really big topics to take on. So we actually shrunk this one down to something that's a little bit more useful to just about everybody. And honestly, it's something you're going to have to deal with whether you're leveling up right now or you're already level 30, and that is how do you counter the Flash Summoner spell in a gank situation? Yeah, and uh, we had this um, come up before uh, when I was talking about just walking up and hitting people. The problem is that people get so excited, they're like, oh, I'm going to gank, I'm going to gank. Say you're playing Shivana, you're the jungler, you're going to go in for a gank top. What do you do? You stand in a little bush, you realize it's not warded, then you activate your W and you go. Well, you just did it wrong. <laughs> because her W is what is the only thing Shivana has that that's her closer. Every jungler needs a closer to gank. That's why they all have one. And if you activate that first, you're going to run in, hit them, slow them if you've got red buff. Your teammate might be able to stun them. Then they flash and get away. 
what the point of this is that you need to use your gap closer as a gap closer, not to get into position faster, not to get to where you can hit them. Just walk up to them and hit them. I mean, use the angles. Then it, when they flash, then you activate your gap closer. And a lot of times you can either send them back to lane or you can get a kill. Yeah, and the real nice thing about this is that if you're packing a flash or, you know, say an exhaust uh, or, or anything else that you might substitute as a summoner spell for uh, closing that gap, if you do it intelligently, you might be able to save it and still get the effect you're looking for. You know, it, I mean, it's one thing to go and burn a flash to counter their flash and then to CC them down and get the kill. It's a completely other, different thing, far more advantageous for you to be able to get in there, bait out their flash, and still get the kill without burning yours, just by intelligently choosing how you do things. Now, I use uh, Warwick uh, often, frequently, and I want to make an example out of him because Compi brought this up before our show. And that is a lot. what a lot of people do, and I do it sometimes too, depending on what the situation is. Uh, they'll come straight out of the bushes for a gank, jump on top of their target with his ultimate at level 6, and everyone bursts them down. You know what? That Great, if, if everyone can burst them down in time in that you know 1.8 seconds that he's doing his thing, that's fantastic. But sometimes that's just not the reality. And if you go about ganking your lane every single time that way, you're going to lose those you're going to lose the kill they're going to get away they're going to flash away under tower you won't be able to follow and then you just burned your ult and got no experience for your trouble what you do is just show up in the lane give them a couple of whacks use let them use their w and then when they flash close with the ult and this can be done with so many other people you know uh not everybody has the benefit of a cleaver like mundo does and so just keep that in mind. Try to bait the flash out first and then close on them. Yeah. When no, no when not to use your abilities. That's what it comes down to. Um, Another great example is, uh, you know, recently I've been playing a lot of Master Yi. And, and yeah. stick with me here. Stick with me here. What's one of the first things you see Master Yi usually do when he shows up for a lane gank? Ghost running an alpha strike. alpha strike. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what you do instead? You ghost, you, hit him. you Highlander, you hit your E, and you just start whacking away at them. <laughs> and as soon as they flash, then you alpha strike. They're not getting yeah. away from that. I mean, you don't actually, you really don't have to, you know, ghost and Highlander and all that stuff. I, I'm just, I jest there. But from an intelligent standpoint, the best way you could do it with someone like Yi, who really only has one closer um, or viable closer that can always be used, is you don't initiate with it, because that's you're gonna lose you're gonna lose the kill, and it doesn't matter who you are, you know whether you're Master Yi or not. <clears throat> yeah, and I can already anticipate some people saying, "Well, if I just walk up to them, they'll go away." Well, the whole point of ganking is that you come from an angle to where they can't just walk away yeah where it's think about ganking ganking in mid i mean can be tough unless you're coming from behind coming from behind them and their towers pushed that's why you wait for them to push the tower you tell your lanes don't push your lane and i will gank 
you come from behind, you come from the side to where you can successfully walk up to them and hit them. Mm -hmm. You force them Either to make that the decision. Or, or they go, if they want to run away from you, they're running towards your teammates. Exactly. It's, you want to create the lose-lose for them. Yep. Either they have to run through you to get to the tower, or they have to run into your teammates and die. So it's it's just one or the other. That's and they're gonna and they're gonna use their flash every time. If it's up, they're gonna pop flash to get away. Um, so that's that's what we're talking about here. And it's not always a win if you pop if they if you get them to pop flash. Yeah. It, it's and you don't get the kill. You know, I have this old saying, and it goes: if all you can ever do is trade one for one, you lose the game. Right? You have to create an advantage. Yeah. And that means if you're gonna pop flash, well, you better get the kill too. So, is it was it like tying is like kissing your sister? I'm, you know, I I don't know anything about kissing some old your football sister. guys. Some old football guys said tying is like kissing your sister. It's no fun, and afterwards you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going one for one, you know, you won't win that way. I I. I We'll go with the kissing your sister analogy. Why not? <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Low Elo Kiss 21, kissing your sister. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So th that's our playbook for the week. What isn't tough? Let's go ahead and jump into our game for the week. Our game last week was which champion would you choose to house sit for you if you went on vacation? What did we learn, gentlemen? <laughs> that apparently the low elo community or most of them live in like really shady neighborhoods and want to keep their security maxed out apparently you guys are paranoid man everyone's like thinking they're gonna get robbed yeah now i said you know you, when you house sit you make the place look occupied you don't booby trap it <laughs> <laughs> so we had people maxwell parker uh uh, said he'd pick Heimerdinger, who could set up turrets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he could he could stun burglars until the cops showed up. And yeah, <laughs> you guys are crazy. I, yeah. I was talking. I was talking to some people in the chat. Uh, they wanted to have like uh, Officer Caitlin or uh, K9 Nasus to keep the place <laughs> in check and like make sure no burglars come. Like. Are you that paranoid? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I did say, you know, you'd ward the place off from burglars, but I said ward them off like burglars from Home Alone. And if you've seen yeah. Home Alone, how does he ward <laughs> them off the first time? He makes it look like there's a gigantic party in the house, okay? So, yeah. I mean, if anything, get Gragas over. As long as he's going to clean up, <laughs> that sounds good to me. But. Think that's gonna happen? They're 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 doing it. They're treating it more like uh, how do you do it in the Saw movies? Yeah, you know, you have a shotgun tied to the front door, you know, and then it shoots someone if they walk in. <laughs> There's your Heimer turret. <laughs> right, right. Did you guys have any? Uh, what would you choose between the two of you for uh, house sitting? Well, I wanted to choose Alistar so he could headbutt burglars out, but seeing as we're on the theme of uh, keep the house booby-trapped so no one gets in unless they want to die, <laughs> um, I guess my choice would be Soraka. <laughs> Why? What? Why? Why? Well, I mean, because, you know, she, she will keep the house in really good condition, and when it gets really messed up, she'll just wish it all better. Because she's an incredible healer, not just for champions, but for housekeeping. Inanimate objects? Yes, that is my theory. <laughs> Invisible See, 
invisible sounds. <laughs> that's that's actually w- why I chose uh, Zillion personally, and it's so that you know if anything does go wrong, you can just rewind time and do it over again. Sounds good <laughs> to me, right? <laughs> You know, oh crap! He forgot to water the flowers. Rewind time. Rewind time. <laughs> yeah, go. You know, he ults the flowers and they're back alive. <laughs> Sounds good. You know, it's like, you know, he's walking the dog. Fluffy runs out in the middle of the street. Heaven forbid. Well, he uses his ult on Fluffy. Forgets you know? to feed the cat, and the cat dies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> ult the cat. <laughs> you wait, know? wait. When you. <laughs> Would the ult work if the cat's dead? Well, no. That's why he ults the cat first and then doesn't feed it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm just saying, you know, you you work smarter, not harder. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and I see Zillion working pretty smart. <laughs> How about you, okay. Dave? Ah. Uh. Well, I I actually spent more time thinking about who I wouldn't want to house sit and <laughs> I think Hecarim would be the worst. Oh gosh, yes. I've been around horse droppings before. And, uh, uh, I wouldn't want those in my house. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Cho'gath would eat everything, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, that, I I did see one person suggest Cho'gath and I was like Okay, um, I think I see where you're going. And it, once again, it was like to guard from home invasion. But here's one of the things, guys. You realize, and it's the same thing for like babysitting and all that. If if someone comes to you and says, hey, could you house sit for me? One of the things they tack on on the very end is, oh, and there's plenty of food in the fridge. Help yourself. You know, that's a courtesy. Maybe yeah. you go in there, help yourself to a slice of pizza, grab an apple, pour yourself Cho a soda. Cho help himself to the fridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cho was just going to nom, 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 and it's gone. You know, I mean, and then you, you can't get him out of the door because he's like three times as big as when he came in. Exactly. And so you have to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> you you well, have to luck, kill him. Good luck hiding that body. <laughs> right. So uh, just... Bad choice. I don't agree with that one, but I appreciate the creativity. <laughs> low Yellow Podcast does not officially endorse murder. So let's go ahead and get for next week's game. Now, whoa, as whoa, always, wait. Uh, what? didn't oh, we read did... any? Going up to read emails, of everyone else. We just like started with us talking about one. <laughs> well, okay. No, that, Shoot, no did... Christian had an email he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, no, like, oh, okay. I have this. I want to read this one. All right, it, it just seriously made me laugh out loud. Um, <clears throat> this is from. Max, or just say Max, um, he writes, Hey, Loilo, I think the absolute best person to hire in house it would be Amumu. He could use his bandage toss if the dog ever gets away. Since he's undead, I would have food in my fridge when I got back. Burglars would have ample opportunity to get creeped out either by the sight of a mummy walking around your house or the sound of someone crying while in despair. <laughs> Lastly, and most importantly, I wouldn't have to worry about parties since he has no friends. Sad mummy. Aww. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just thought, I, I wonder, like, the situation of Mumu just house-sitting. I wonder what he, he'd probably be talking to himself all the time, like, Why can I have, why do I have to be here? Why does no one invite me to your party? I just have to house it all the time. I guess I better walk the dog again. Oh, he dragged me into a truck. <laughs> I hope Zillion's around. <laughs> uh, 
but no one ults Mumu. Oh. <laughs> so, so, as usual, guys, as usual, guys, for our next game coming up, go ahead, drop us a line on Twitter or on email. We'll go ahead and give you all the details in uh, the show notes and at the end of the show. But uh, this week, what we're going to go into is if you could choose one champion to sit next to Freak and commentate the Season 2 championship, which champion would it be? I got it. No question. I'm trying so hard not to say anything right now. <laughs> I, I want to say it. I want to say it. Yeah. Oh. So, so remember, the, the Season 2 championship, huge event. You got to pick someone to sit right next to Freak to commentate it. So send us your your choice, and uh, if we like it, we'll go ahead and read it on the air. Hey, how many people do we think will uh, be watching that? How many? What, what was the number they got to season one? I can't remember. Uh, no, I, not off the top of my head, no. But like, I think it was. Was it a million? Did they get to a million viewers at one point? No, not to a million that concurrent. A, they had like, over a million uh, unique viewers. But not ah. at the same time. Now, the most recent IPL had over three million unique views, um, but and I want to—I oh. think three million unique views. But I think it just broke four hundred thousand concurrent viewers. Still a lot of people. A lot of people. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like a hundred thousand. Well, and and that's if you subtract the entire population of Korea, which was also watching, I believe. Um, either way, <laughs> that. I, I would expect that we're probably going to see numbers if things continue to go the way we like we've got MLG coming up at the beginning of next month. We're probably looking at 5 million viewers, uh, you know, unique viewers. And I wouldn't be surprised if they break half a million uh, concurrent viewers. I really wouldn't be surprised. But uh, let's go ahead. Let's jump into some listener email. We had a few really good ones this week. So I'll uh, I'll go ahead and read them off. Uh, the first one that we got, uh, well, the first one I'm going to go over is from uh, Caillou. He says, loving the show, the mature, intelligent discussion is a breath of fresh air in the law community. Traveling on a four-hour train journey to Wales to see my girlfriend is much more enjoyable with you guys in my ears. My only issue with the show is one of pronunciation. Having worked in the USA and lived with an American girlfriend, I appreciate the language difference, but I simply cannot let this one stand. The worst and by far the most soul-destroying is Warwick. You guys pronounce it Warwick. When it is correctly pronounced Warwick. Warwick is what? a place in England and also a county. Warwickshire. I won't even begin on Shaco. So uh, that was actually, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, Caillou. Um, and, and I thought I'd bring this to Compi because Compi's actually a bit of a cunning linguist and might be able to give us some insight. Why is it that we say Warwick, Compi? First of all, Caillou, this is America, right? Not America, this is America. We don't, we don't queue up for the loo, we get in line for the bathroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's uh, completely, completely. Our, we're sorry, we're ruining Her Majesty's language, and we will desist as soon as we, beginning right now. No, no, we're, we'll desist. Accept our sincerest, we'll, our we'll, sincerest apologies. As soon as you remove that you from color, <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. Then we'll go ahead and stop it. It's called dropping a syllable, and the English language traditionally has always done this. Think about the word comfortable. We say comfortable, not comfortable. 
We say interesting, not interesting. We say different, favorite, vegetable. So dropping a syllable is something that they've done. It started out incorrectly, but it's now accepted across the pond. In the United States, we are still saying Warwick. Show that to any person in the United States, they will say Warwick. I bet you 10 million quid. (laughs) (laughs) However much that is. um, <laughs> I think we can. I think he can uh, bet ten million quid on Warwick. That's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna with uh, respect to our European listeners. I'm gonna buck the trend, and uh, I would like to pronounce my fir- myself the first Warwick jungler in North America. <laughs> I I agree with him on what you guys say. Shaco. What do you guys? Say? Shaco? Shaco? Yeah, it, it should be Shaco. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And and I think it's because I hear so much Shaco. It's just because it gets ingrained in my what mind. Freaks, that's what freaks started yes. it at. And, so and if, it. if anyone, like, we should have realized this a long time ago. If Freak says it on the Summoner Spotlight, he said it wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still remember when he was doing the Summoner Spotlight for Fiora. And he, what what was the word that he used? Uh, her reposty. Rep- yeah, reposted. <laughs> no, I, I, it was like reposty or reposty. But she, he he like, you know, said the e out this e sound at the end of it. And no, it's it's repost, gentlemen. <laughs> it is very distinctly repost, at least you know in in English pronunciation. Um, so I guess whatever freak says. Say it the other way, and and if you can't figure out another way, make up a name. How do you think we came up with the name Rabadoodle? Rabadoodle. <laughs> Rabadoodle. Anyway, that's a that's a game we're playing, guys. Try this when you're playing. Try imagining yourself as a very excited Korean announcer. Yeah, that's fun <laughs> to do. Pro so, tip from Copy right there. Our first strike. <laughs> Speaking of streams and commentating. Joe, did I have something to say about streams and commentating? Well, you know, we're we're getting to the end. We're going to talk about you know, come to the chat. We have Ice Dark Night again. They're still doing streams, so look us up in the chat. Come to the Low Elo chat, and uh, you can be immortalized. Yeah, you know, we we talked about it last week. Uh, Ice Dark Night and uh, Teemo Tactics. They've both been continuing to do this whole thing where they'll go ahead organize some in-house games with the Low Elo crew. Uh, listeners who are, you know, happen to be in in our chat room, and then they stream the whole thing, and they do a really good job. In fact, if you head to Ice Dark Knight's channel, once again, put it in the show notes, they've actually got this really cool video where we did uh, Demacia versus Yordles. (laughs) Now, we we messed it up a bit because the person who was playing support, I think they meant to get, I think that they meant to get Sona because Sona is, uh, you know, Demacian. She counts. But they picked up Soraka instead, which is definitely not Damasian. Um, so, yeah, we did cheat. However, you do get to watch me play Zin Zhao as the AD bottom lane. And I just trash Teemo. <laughs> like, I just I tear him a new one. And that felt good. I, I don't remember who was playing him. So, But th- that was unfair, though. I, I, I'll admit, I know Teemo. And... You know, if you don't know Timo inside and out, I'm going to punish you. 
<laughs> it's just the way that it is. Like, Which proves my point. I had somebody mentioned this in the chat. I think it was Ayusa sent me a private message in game. I like Ayusa. Ayusa she, sends me really emails nice. and stuff. I really like yeah. her. She was thanking. She was saying thanks, Compi, for your suggestion on playing all the champs, so you know how to play against them. And that's, I mean, how often do you lose to either Warwick or Teemo, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, Never. it doesn't happen because I see. you know what they are going to do. You know what they're trying to do, and you can stop it. Yep. Yep, and I'll tell you guys right now, you see that Warwick in top lane, it's very popular right now. Buy an Executioner's Calling. <laughs> That's all you gotta do if you're in the top lane. You can't trade against an Executioner's Calling. It has a cooldown of 20 seconds. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it good. Seconds, it? Yeah. So, the, yeah. so it's like you want to wait 12 more seconds for another go at it. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. But but your your point is solid. Your point is solid. And as far as that matchup on bot, um, I'll just, you know, kind of point this one out. I don't think anyone quite figured it out. If you're going to do a three-talent strike on uh, on Zin Zhao, if you're blinded, you won't hit. But your third hit will still knock him up. Three-talent strike! Three-talent <laughs> strike! So make sure, I think where we were going with this whole thing is, you know what, give us a visit in that low elo chat room. We've got people building games in there all the time. It's a great place to find some people with like interests to yours and start up a team. You know, even if it's just for 5v5 normals. We have people setting up ARAMs in there all the time, which I have some very terrible things to say about ARAMs, but if that's your deal, then you know what? Go for it. I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you how to have fun. I'll just tell you what I don't have fun doing. <laughs> <laughs> but but either way, come and visit us. It's uh, the Low Elo chat room, all one word, L-O-W-E-L-O. -E uh, in the bottom right-hand corner, you just click on that word bubble plus, put in our name, and then once you have the chat room open, press the little option button. It looks like a gear, and choose the option to uh, always open on startup. That way you don't have to keep on doing it. And it'll get you in the chat room. We've got tons of people. It's a great place to be. Otherwise, if you'd like to go ahead and get a hold of us outside of the game, let's start with email. Go ahead and send us email anytime you like, day or night. I guarantee it will get there. You can email me. It's jeff at lowelo.com, christian at lowelo.com, dave at lowelo.com. Pretty simple. You can go ahead, email all three of us at the same time. doesn't matter. And that can be about our game. It can be about questions, really just about anything. One guy asked us, you know, if he could buy a T-shirt. Um, I'd love to sell you a T-shirt. The thing is, is that, you know, building T-shirts and everything, it's a little time-consuming. I don't know if there's the demand out there. So I guess if, if you guys want low-elo T-shirts, let me know, and maybe we can put something together. Maybe we'll even do a contest. Who knows? Oh, and that other guy asked about our names, Jeff, remember? Oh, yep, yep. That was another good email question. Uh, now, most people at this point, it's, you know, they know Christian's background you know well, all your yeah. base it's a, all your bases belong to us we, we get but that. but do they know where the one two three came from <laughs> i'm i'm guessing that all no your one base, cares where the one two three came from I'm, I'm guessing that all your base was taken and i'm guessing that all your base one through 122 were also taken so i was like how much more do i have the one two three yes <laughs> in it baby six hours later <laughs> 
So now yours is going to be a lot more interesting than mine. So I'll go first just so that we can at least close this one on a positive note, something that's interesting. Where did I get mine? Eat crayons? Um, Because Jeff likes to eat crayons. No, it has nothing to do with that. It really does come from that's my that used to be one of my competitive names for other video games that I played. And it's just the one that stuck. You know, I went by all kinds of names. Uh, Senior Foamy Pants. I'm a Burrito. Um, and then like a, a phase where I was like, I'm a taco and, you know, I'm a chimichanga and all that kind of stuff too. I'm an, en- an enchilada. I'm a... Uh... There, there was a time where we had a whole group of people very regularly playing and they were pretty much anything you could think of Mexican food. That's what we were. Um, but I, I've played just as meth and as Jeff, but Eat Crayons is the one that's stuck and there's really no good reason. I think what it came down to is one day someone said, eat bullets, and I told them to eat crayons, and I thought it was funny. I was 14. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but Compi, where does Compi 386 come from? Well, I'm surprised to get this question, but long ago in the days of yore, before the, YouTube, in, right? In the internet days of yore where animation or flash <laughs> animation ruled the internet. Yes, flash animation ruled the internet. And Jeff, you should put a link, uh, homestarrunner.com. Yes. If you have never experienced Homestar Runner, strong bad email, then you need you owe it to yourself to go check it out. Because when I was your age, <laughs> that was the internet. People, I mean, Homestar Runner and sites like it, but Homestar Runner, I think, was definitely the most popular. It's just a hilarious, hilarious cartoon. So go check it out. The computer that Strong Bad used at one point was called his Compi 386, which is a reference to the IBM 386, which is a computer I had when I was a kid. Yeah. So it, your, and your other what well, your other choices were uh, Tandy 400, or uh, <laughs> what, what was the, what was his laptop? No, Lappy. Lappy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my first PC was uh, actually a 486. Mm. My first one was a 286. Ooh, Old wow. school. Wow. All right. <laughs> well, that, so there you go. That's that's where our names come from. And like I said, I told you his was a lot more interesting than mine <laughs> yeah and no i've been comp i've been using compi for so i actually have a tattoo of homestar runner on my chest which is awesome and i got it on my honeymoon and i've been called compi so long i answer to it in real life yep <laughs> like your like, nickname like yeah no people call me compi like I, I'm sure I have friends that don't even know what my real name is. They just call me Compi. Yeah, I don't know what your real name is. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's go ahead and uh, run with the rest of our shout-outs before we finish all of this up. Um, before we go to the iTunes shout-outs, I do want to give a quick shout-out to Takumi X, who is an Australian listener of ours who likes the show and gave us a rating. And so thank you very much. And also I thank you for how he pronounces me. Warwick. <laughs> uh, you mean how he pronounces Warwick? Either You're not going to do that, are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally going to do it. I'm, I'm North American first Warwick Junkler. So, Takumi X, thank you very much for listening. And guys, if you are from outside of the U.S. and you give us a rating on YouTube, just let us know. Drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I personally think it's pretty cool when we get to hear from our listeners the world over. And uh, I know that there's quite a few of you. So, with that said... Who do we have rating us up on the iTunes? We got a lot of new ratings. We have uh, Onpon Mon, Fujiwara86, Money Junior, uh, Texan Beef, 
who says the podcast has a huge O penis. I agree. Yeah. Uh, AJ Storm says, while they gave debatable thoughts on Dr. Mundo, I still love these guys. Best lol podcast by far. Thanks, AJ. Uh, uh, Andrew Haitiko. Haitiko. Hitiko. Hitiko. Okay. Kenshin, Kenshin Elite. Someone 2.0. Oh, that's a good name. Someone 2.0. Connor 712. Docs the name. And John J. Thanks for the reviews, guys. Yeah, and uh, as always, <laughs> those five-star reviews, greatly appreciated. If you haven't given us your feedback on iTunes, well, that's kind of what we run on over here. We depend on a lot of it to either confirm that we're doing things right or to give us ideas of what to do next. And it's feedback like yours that not only changes the show for the better in the future, but also puts us up front and center so that other summoners can go ahead and download us, get a view of us on iTunes, and uh, join the community. And that's what it's all about, is getting more of you guys into the community and enjoying our show and keeping it classy. So to expand on that, besides iTunes, you can go ahead and drop us a comment anytime at www.loelo.com, where we've even opened up a little bit of a blog there, and we're starting to drop some posts in. Don't worry, we keep it simple. We're not going to bombard you with tons and tons of charts and graphs and stuff like that. We want you to be able to enjoy this kind of thing on your phone or, you know, a lunch break, something like that. It's supposed to be easily digestible. Uh, you can also get any of the music from our episodes. We happily put it there for your downloading pleasure. Or if we can't make it available for download, you can at least see who you're listening to. You can also catch us on Twitter. Well, catch you guys on Twitter. Right. Uh -huh. Chris, Christian <laughs> still hasn't figured out how Twitter works. Um, but you can catch me. It's Eat Gamer, And then you can catch Dave, Loilo Dave. So w one of these days we're going to have to go ahead and make a or make a twitter for a christian here and like get a bot to populate it like one of those what? random bots that just sends like uh random links to you that are tiny urls so you don't know what they are i, I like that idea christian like I, got, I got my email now i need to get a twitter i, get, I, oh, I have to catch up to this newfangled technology you kids play and, and, oh, and, and you're the young one here we're the old i know guys. i'm the young one here i don't have a twitter account yet Aren't you born with a Twitter account these days? I mean, come on. Yeah, social security, social security number, birth certificate, and Twitter account. The thing is, I mean, I just don't have a lot of random um, irrelevant things to say, so I don't know if I need it. Oh, Christian, don't worry. You have plenty of random irrelevant things. <laughs> and, and, Christian, and Christian bot will have even more. Uh, drop us a line and uh, follow us on Twitter whenever you get a chance. Other than that, guys, thanks for listening to the show. We really do appreciate every single one of you. Make sure that, uh, you know, if you want to play some games with us, just hit us up. Worst case scenario, I'm not at my computer. Uh, but we're running games all the time, and we love playing with our listeners. So with that said, this has been episode 21 of Low Elo. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons. We've also got Dave, as usual. Mr. Copy 386, and now we know why. Bye. <laughs> God, this is the, I always screw up this part, don't I? Yes, you do. And, oh. and then Christian, <laughs> Mr. All Your Base 123, who we all knew. Because all your base are belong to me because I played Jax and I beat you. Ah, see what I did there? Okay. I'm gonna all right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And stay classy, Summoners. Over the weekend.
goodbye Love we have endless supply We fly, we fly all through the sky Kiss, kiss, I'll never deny The place we meet, we move our feet Our friends that travel in a fleet Complete, complete, we are complete We are complete think one of these days we're gonna have to make a christian wow my oh. my cat just failed <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right yeah what did what happened <laughs> he tried to jump up on my desk and missed <laughs> um